0: It is Monday, ladies and gentlemen, so you know what time it is. We are back on a new week, fresh energy, new edition of shows on what is the hottest form of Alabama football talk, hottest show on the streets, where you look at, discuss, debate, conversate on Crimson Tide football. This right here, in my own words, the podcast, I'm yours truly, your conductor, and to all things Crimson Tide football, Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown. Alabama Magazine, and as always, ladies and gentlemen, we encourage you as we do each and every time to smash the like button, give a thumbs up on the show, and hit that subscribe button on YouTube. What that tells us here at TDA is we have to continue supplying you Providing you, giving you the best in news, notes, and coverage on your favorite program—that being the Alabama Crimson Tide—it is because of you that we're over 8,000 subscribers strong. That's right, over 8,000 uh, subscribers strong here on the YouTube channel. So definitely want to continue encouraging you to help us grow the network channel and the brand. But got a hot set of topics to get to on today and in updating you right quickly, people, we need football in the upcoming season. If nothing else, for the simple reason of uh, the one of the new uh, growing rivalries in college football is not being affected by the global crisis of the coronavirus, the COVID-19 pandemic. And I'm referring to Clemson versus Alabama. Both of these two schools have met four times since 2016, uh, the 2016 title game off the 15th season. And wow, the records of both schools 2-2 two and two, in meeting each other. Clemson winning the two uh, national championship matchups, but both schools carry a record of 2-2. Two and two. Nick Saban spoke on Thursday of last week to reporters via teleconference and talking about how uh, he's excited that the NCAA and the SEC allowing the University of Alabama to have these Apple Watches and these iPhones to track the well-being, to monitor the performance of the student athletes, and uh, very happy that the team of Dr. Matt Ray and Coach David Ballou being proactive in terms of uh, installing different workouts to the personal training of each athlete on these devices so that these guys can stay in tip-top physical condition and that the coaching staff can monitor these guys so while Alabama and Nick Saban very happy about the new technology as this tweet here is coming up on screen right now Dabo Sweeney of Clemson was addressed by reporters on Friday of last week about these same deals and he basically said look We don't need or I don't need uh, Apple Watches to track how our guys are doing. We know our guys are putting in the work. We see our guys putting in the work. We we, we don't need no fancy technology to monitor our players. (laughs) Wow. Even in a global crisis, we still see the competitive juices flowing here in terms of Alabama and Clemson. So uh, should we have a season? And I'm very prayerful and hopeful and of high faith that we will have one. Both Clemson and Alabama will be predicted to go to the college football playoff. And for Crimson Tide fans, they really want to see Alabama wipe the floor with Sweeney and the Tigers. But that's just a small update right there. The second update being one Greg Cosell who is the executive producer for ESPN's show NFL Matchup, and he's also the senior producer for the last 41 years of NFL Films. So no one has been around the game longer than one Greg Cosell. And uh, in speaking with one Adam Shine of uh, ESPN, he talked about on Mad Dog Sports Radio on uh, despite... Jerry Judy being the most or being the best receiver in a very deep class for the NFL draft he talked about Henry Ruggs III the other talented former Crimson Tide wideout of whom uh, he was not given as much credit for his route running as he should have been but Cosell compared him to one Isaac Bruce Former wideout for the Los Angeles slash St. Louis Rams, and Bruce, who played 16 years in the NFL, 14 of those with the Rams from 1994 to 2007. He had eight 1,000-yard seasons during his tenure in the NFL, and a guy that helped put forth the greatest show on turf with Kurt Warner, Isaac Bruce, Tor- Kurt Warner, Torrey Holt, and Marshall Falk. Ricky Pro also, that Isaac Bruce, of whom helped the Rams win a Super Bowl in the 1999 season and is a pro football Hall of Famer. So Cosell looking very closely at one Henry Rugg, saying that this young man can very much so have the career for the very similar career to Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce. But as we dive into now, the first topic of conversation here on In My Own Words, the podcast, and it dives back into the teleconference that Coach Saban had on last week. One of the questions that was directed to him was, in this season, would Alabama be more so leaning heavy on older guys, veterans, experienced players, just in terms of, uh, in, in the event that, Football is played this season, and uh, despite how Alabama may not have the amount of practices it would like to have, despite the players may not be able to have the opportunity to be around the team uh, a lot, be around teammates a lot, get full on acquainted with the nuances of what can happen or what will happen, especially when you look at the freshmen, spring ball would have been the perfect time for these freshmen, especially with the 15 practices that you would have with the 8 day game being the final one, and spring ball would be that time for these young players to show the fans, uh, show the coaching staff, show the teammates around them that they can ball, they can pick up the system, they can grasp the system, they can understand the system, and really have that type of a huge, huge impact. So even with not a lot of opportunities to happen in terms of contact on the field when you look at fall camp purposes. For, for you, for the question I was throwing at Nick Saban was, would this team be leaning more so on the older guys? Nick Saban answered with, hey, we're going to go to the guys that give us the best chance to play winning football. And if Freshmen give us the best chance. We're going to play the freshmen. We've played freshmen before. You've seen it happen. We have put young guys on the field. He brought up one minka fitzpatrick from back in 2015 you know, minka out of new jersey did not come in as an early enrollee he came in in the summer but he had a high iq he took to the game strong very very good intelligence and he was able to carve out a starting role at that nickel spot in the star role and be a pivotal part of alabama winning a national championship that season being a freshman all-american so Along with him, you had Deron Payne, who played as a freshman as well in 2015. So Nick Saban, full on with, if freshmen give us the best opportunity, even with the global crisis, if freshmen give us the best opportunity to play winning football, we're going to put the freshmen on the field. So I throw this question to you, the Alabama faithful, the Bama Nation, the Crimson Tide fan base you of whom consume Alabama football like none other. If you could put yourself in the mind frame of Nick Saban, I know that may not be easy to do at times, but if you could put yourself in the mind frame of Nick Saban and judging off of not having a ton of practices, not having a ton of time to really truly prepare the way you would like to, if you were to choose, two to three freshmen that you feel like even though they may not have time to prepare even though they may not have the amount of practices that they need to have because of their raw athleticism because of the raw talent because of their ability to really pick up the game quickly absorb the game really really quickly who would be those two to three freshmen that you would feel like They don't need a lot of practice time. They don't need a lot of practice reps. Just put them on the field, and they would still have a marquee profound impact. Who would those two to three true freshmen be in your mind? For me, the first guy I think of off the bat is will anderson william anderson the outside linebacker five star out of hampton georgia at 6'4, 230 pounds and the reason why he would be first is anderson would have a specified role which being his role would be just affect the quarterback just attack the signal caller upon the snap of the ball make way toward the qb and it's the very same role that Tim Williams had in 2015. And Tim Williams, aside from the likes of uh, Marty Lyons and uh, Cornelius Bennett, and also Derek Thomas. Tim Williams is one of the best pass rushers to ever play in the history of Alabama football. Certainly one of the best of the Nick Saban era, and Williams' main job was, upon the snap of the ball, get back there and affect the passing game. Whether it's sacking the quarterback, whether it's collapsing the pocket, whether it's batting balls down, you make that quarterback feel your presence, and that would be... William Anderson's specified job. And his job would not require a lot of thinking. It would just be read, see it, go get it. See it, react to it. See it, make the play. So that would not require just a whole bunch of a practice. And Anderson, during his time at... Dutchtown High School in Georgia, especially his senior year, he totaled 22 sacks, 15 tackles for loss, and anchored a defense that gave up 7.7 points per game. So the first guy, in my opinion, would definitely be William Anderson. If I had to take my second guy, it would be Timothy Smith, T.M. Smith out of Sebastian, Florida, Sebastian River High School at 6'4", 320 pounds, and kind of the same ordeal. His job would be read, react, see the ball, attack the ball, get to whoever has the football, whether it's affecting the quarterback from the inside, collapsing the pocket, slithering through to sack the quarterback, or a key in on a running back creating negative plays in the backfield. Not a whole lot of thinking for T.M. Smith, which would not require a whole lot of practice reps for him. And here's a guy that handled double teams very well in high school, was able to shed off offensive linemen, shed off double teams, attack the play. He can be a one-gap guy. He can be a two-gap guy great initial quickness can slither can knife his way into the backfield and put his hand on the quarterback put his hands on running backs tremendous run stuffer can affect the passing game knock some balls down on top of that and he's very good with creating turnovers when I watch his tape this young man forcing a massive amount of fumbles was getting into the backfield so fast to where The quarterback didn't even have time to hand the ball off to the running back, that Tim Smith. And he would also be very helpful for defensive ends, linebackers, and guys in the secondary. Because when you have a guy that disruptive, he can allow the defensive ends to come around, create havoc to the quarterback. He can allow the linebackers to blitz up the middle or blitz off the side. And with that type of confusion, starting from the guys up front, It gives that secondary a lot of opportunities to create turnovers, create interceptions. So for me, if I had to pick my two to three freshmen or my two freshmen that in this time would not need a lot of practice reps, but could get on the field and still make that type of a profound impact, I would have Will Anderson, an outside linebacker, and Tim Smith on the defensive line. But fans, question is for you. In this time of crisis, if Alabama is still able to have a season and uh, not have as many practice reps as it, as it would like to, who would be two to three true freshmen you would feel like they would need the practice reps? Get them on the field, they would still make an impact. But... That's going to lead us here to our first break on In My Own Words, the podcast. Don't touch that dial. Just getting started. Upon our return, we will dive into one Omari Cooper and the comments made about him from one Rex Ryan. Was it called for? Was it not called for? We'll touch it up on the other side of the break after this.